You're listening to the premier automotive and lifestyle podcast with Mark Anthony Murray and Sean Rosa. This is Through the Apex. Welcome to another episode of Through the Apex. I am Sean Rosa, joined here by the wonderful and amazing Mr. Machine Gain himself. That was so nice. That was a nice intro. <laughs> I'm Mark Anthony, guys, by the way, just in case you didn't know or haven't listened to the last uh, 11 of these uh, creations of ours. And if you're just joining us, where have you been? Exactly. I mean, we have been you here live under for a, a rock, while. Right. Live inside an old engine bay <laughs> that hasn't been turned on in a while. A, a true barn find. A true barn exactly. find. Exactly. Oh, man. What an amazing day we're having. We actually have some finally proper driving weather. To oh, yeah. I've been out all evening. I mean, yes. afternoon in it. Doesn't the weather make like just running errands so much more comfortable and bearable? No. No? You don't like running errands? Y- yes and no. I do like running errands. I just don't like the people who are running errands at the same time that I'm uh, running yeah, errands. It's tough. That's literally made my actual commute today pretty stressful. Yeah. Actually. In my <laughs> in the car that I don't want to be stuck in traffic in. Right. But the weather has actually made everything more tolerable. And but it's just People are, I think they've been waiting for weather for so long that they just don't know how to act and they don't know what to do with themselves (laughs) on the roads. Pedestrians as well. Absolutely. Because I just don't, I almost ran over like five people today. Intentionally. (laughs) Intentionally. Right. (laughs) It's it's like everyone at once was just like, oh, it's going to be 69 degrees out. Time to get in the car and do something. Like, you know. Right. (laughs) Let's go. uh, It was like the old Le Mans race where everybody was like, you know, you run to the cars first before (laughs) you can actually... Leave the grid. This is actually like a slow roll, <laughs> roll over to the car and and then leave, so we can stay in the weather longer. It's been pretty bad. Today. It has. I had been. a lot of stuff to do, but I got it done. But it wasn't without a struggle. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy you are uh, wrapped up with your your errands for the most part and here safely in the makeshift studios for yet another glorious episode of Through the Apex. Last week we had George Ganim, local DMV uh, car enthusiast here with us in studio mm. and he got to tell us about his new york auto show new york international auto show experience excuse me uh, <laughs> you got to say the whole Same thing, thing. Right? and why <laughs> yeah thank you again uh very much to george absolutely uh because that's insight that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise you know what i mean very candid approach real passionate about what was there and what he liked and didn't like which is good you know yeah. we don't really want people who are trying to be politically correct it's like if you don't like something just say you don't like it absolutely absolutely. <laughs> you know what i mean so and we're gonna have him on at another time because he has he has a, like an arsenal of vehicles that's a great term you that's know? a great adjective <laughs> it's definitely an arsenal yeah absolutely. all over the spectrum really and i love it's just really good taste just oh yeah with a little bit of everything um for sure so i don't want to give out anything I and mean, we talked about it a little bit last week obviously but we'll we'll talk more in depth with him and we'll hear right from him mm-hmm. next time we have him on also i wanted to give a quick shout out to arlen uh our photographer he just landed the cover of super street i think for the second absolutely time. second time yeah, yeah with that uh super turbo uh, s2000 right those are those are some awesome shots everything he shoots is awesome the though. guy can including shoot us yes yes and actually that's one thing i'm like really happy to say that like someone that has had many covers mm-hmm. uh you know in the automotive magazine world shot our photos and we'll be shooting us again at some point sure. as the weather gets nicer so that's pretty exciting yeah absolutely he's definitely he's uh i'm actually we're gonna be I don't know. Well, never mind. I'm not going to say because I don't know if he's 
Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nothing is a year, guys. Unhear. Unhear that. <laughs> unhear everything. Surprise. Yes, I'll talk yes. about it later, though, after it after Um We got a pretty action-packed episode to get to. Um, we're going to be going back over a few of the missed chances uh, that we had last week from the New York International yeah. Auto Show. Um, we really talked a lot about a lot of fun things last week. I'm not mm-hmm. saying the things we're going to be talking about today aren't fun. They, they certainly are. They're just a different type of fun. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Everyone turns off the episode right here. Right? <laughs> uh, we're just going to be, I guess, doing more of a domestic look through of what the more attainable sure. offerings were. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have some really special news to get to. Um, before we get to the news, you got anything to report on? Any anything happened in your life that you want to discuss with the fine people? Are you are you referring to what happened today? What happened today? on social media? Oh no, what happened? Oh, I missed with it. With car and driver? Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my god, I completely forgot. Oh, Go for yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're referring to. So uh, that's super interesting. Yeah, Absolutely. That is interesting. Yeah. So car and driver, if you're listening and you don't know who that is, just <laughs> stop <laughs> just, listening just forever. Find the nearest uh, interstate and pick a lane and stand in it. No, um, <laughs> I actually sent them a direct message uh, asking about internships, you know, miscellaneous inquiries and stuff like that. And uh, they said, oh, we'll definitely let you know. They actually wrote back, which I was surprised. That's at. really cool. Um, like, I'll let you know uh, if we hear anything. And I was like, sure, thanks. Enjoy the publication. And then they wrote back and they said, uh, I guess I should just pull up the messages. Yeah, that go for it. probably be easier. Um, <laughs> let's see. Good He's thing pulling I didn't up the him. messages. He didn't messages. delete it. Here we go. There we go. So I so, said, do you all have any internship opportunities? It says, hi, uh, we do. It might be filled already. I look into it. I said, I appreciate the reply. Thanks a lot. You can email me if you want. Uh, thank you for your time. Keep up the excellent work. So they actually said, anytime, we love to hear from our fans, and you clearly have a passion for cars. I'd love to help out any way that I can. Thank you. We try our best. Side note. This is the second message. Side note. I love your M3. Hashtag save the manuals. He, they said that to you. They said that to me. That's like, awesome. I screenshot all of these. Bro. Of course. And uh, and I said, yeah, without cars, I'm nothing. I value your insight in publication so highly. Uh, thanks a lot. I had it built in December 2016. This is the only way to get one. So they said, you're speaking to the choir. I've loved cars forever, and that means a lot to us. We're glad you value our insight. That's what we're here for. And wow, you've taken really nice care of him or her. The photos look amazing. So And it didn't it's, assume it's gender? Right. They didn't assume <laughs> gender. Very political. So it's funny you actually brought up Arlen. Because uh, I said, uh, you know, I have a Mini that I drive daily, blah, blah, blah. So I said, thanks. They were actually taken by my good friend Arlen, AML Photos. Uh, and I also told Arlen this earlier. And then Arlen sent me a screenshot. They started following him, too. Hey. <laughs> so you might be, you might have just put on Arlen I some know, more covers, like right? like the combination of, like, shooting the M3 or something like that. That's part of, I guess, what I was going to tease earlier on. Like, we yeah. have some stuff that we're working on this weekend. I'll text you about it. Uh, yeah. after not after. for not for your ears <laughs> not not for the the general public's <laughs> ears but i and uh okay so um so when i went to follow them after the initial message like their page actually had the follow back button instead right and i was like is my ig broken because like, <laughs> they're like only following 300 people lewis hamilton lamborghini porsche uh you know, like Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce, the important people. And I was like, follow back. So then I'd, I'd go into my notifications and said, car and driver started following you. <laughs> and I was like, all the air just left the room. That's so gnarly. It was it was crazy. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on getting a car and driver to follow you. This is the beginning of the end, everybody. Dude. <laughs> I'm going to, Sean's going to need a replate. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Editor-in-chief, car and driver. Shoot. Sean's coming too. Through the hey, look, if you, if you get to car and driver... 
I don't know what I'm going to do with the show, man. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be hard to find P1's parking to leave them outside the, uh, the building here. I'm not going to parallel parking sucks. It's very cool, man. Well, let's, let's, you know, fingers across, trying to keep everybody uh, on, on the track of growth. And if we can get something down there with you and Car and Driver, that'd be great. And of course, if Arlen Atlanta covered for Car and Driver, I'm sure he'd be more than grateful oh, for, yeah. for that. I feel, you know, just keeping the positivity going, optimism, prepare for the. Not worse. Just prepare for everything and hope yeah. for the best and see how it goes, you know. Absolutely. But I wasn't expecting that, so. No. That's <laughs> a great that's a great way to kind of like, you know, come into the weekend. Um, for sure. Which is fantastic. Yeah. I actually, mine isn't as cool, but I, I saw a uh, big old Chevy Suburban kind of have a showdown with a, a Prius today in the middle wow. of traffic. Talk about opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, it was like it was like the hybrids versus the gas guzzlers. <laughs> it was like the perfect war wow. of, of everything. Uh, basically, what happened was, just a quick story, mm-hmm. we were just waiting for the light to turn. Um, and basically, um, th- th- there was a... There were cars coming from the other side of the road and one car wanted to turn left the prius was supposed to go straight obviously the prius has the right of way you just go straight if you're turning left you have to wait until traffic until is traffic down, stop, yeah. or your or your uh, directional light changes for you right well the prius decided to completely stop traffic for his lane or well i think it was her lane actually and let that other car through well the suburban took it upon himself to whip around and not just go around and pass traffic, but like square up with the car basically and roll down his window and like just teach that person a thing or two about um, (laughs) traffic rules and regulations (laughs) and whatnot, which I thought was kind of funny. But then what was dangerous was finally after they went, he tried to brake check her um, in his big old suburban. It's like, dude, you already got you already said something. I think stuff that that just goes too far. You know how I feel about brake checks. I know. (laughs) It's a bad story. It's a bad story. But um, I think that's a great way to segue (laughs) into our news because we have some Chevy news Um, right off the bat. Chevy is planning to axe the Impala nameplate. Axe it what? (laughs) You've been waiting all day for that jump, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's probably wants to axe it. Why have you not been selling? That's probably the question. It's not in the hood no more, son. (laughs) Axe it. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, that's uh, that's that's, uh, that's, that's really funny. interesting. Though. It is really interesting. Um, so they're they're looking to get rid of the nameplate, which obviously means that they're probably just going to either rebrand the Impala something else. But that's also just a bad sign for the for the car itself because that could mean that it's going to be phased out altogether. Right. Um, so a, qu- a few quick numbers here: um, sales in 2010 for the Impala was at 172,000 units. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to last year, they sold just a little over 75,000 units. Mm. Um, and then when you look at, of course, what's killing its sales, you know, the crossover market, the Chevy Traverse in 2010 sold uh, 106,000 units versus the 123,000 units that it sold last year. Not quite a big enough jump. So clearly Chevy's losing somewhere else. Sure. Um, but what do you think about that? I mean, that's that's big. It is big. Um, now, with Chevy, they are one of the car companies that does offer things. They do have offerings across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. The Impala isn't necessarily that large of a car. It is pretty big. 
It's but grown. It it has grown, but they have things like the cruise. They have mm-hmm. things like even the Volt, if you want to yeah. look at alternative energy and things of that sort. And I think people are going to go more toward that. And when you look at the money that you're spending on the vehicle, people are going to look at two things. If the car costs the same or is within the same ballpark as the crossover, unless you're an incumbent like a Corolla or a Civic mm-hmm. or something like that, which right. again is an, is a smaller sized vehicle, you're going. People are going to go for the crossover equivalent. Um, I think that the Impala was a great offering when it was here because I thought it was good looking. I thought that it was a car that ticked all the boxes if you wanted a midsize sedan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean from Chevrolet because they don't have many of them. You know, unless you have a, you want a performance car, you get the uh, the Chevy SS. Which, which doesn't is, exist anymore. Right. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah, I think 2017 was the last year of production for that car. Dag. Yeah, and that technically was an import because that was Australian's uh, Holden. It was the Holden. Yeah. yeah. Damn, it looked really nice. It was but. a great car. Um, I think my issue with it is that I don't, I don't want to put the blame on the crossovers altogether uh, quite yet. I think that, I think the crossovers are definitely a reason for the decline in sales. Mm-hmm. But when you look at his price point starting at 27,000, and again, we talk about this a lot. When you start to look at what else is in that segment that you can have for that amount of money, personally, as much better and improved the new Chevy Impala's I've gotten, it's not the car I would have if I had 27 to 30 grand to shell out for you a could vehicle. get like a seat out of a Bentley for that <laughs> and just put some wheels on it and a battery. I might actually be happier in a, in that setup right there. Right. You know, <laughs> you what, know I mean? what I mean? Just get a, get a, you know, a, a helmet <laughs> and stuff like that. And just, what's that, bro? It costs more than your Impala. Clearly. <laughs> and it's more comfortable. Right. Uh, I think, I think, I think Chevy has done a, a really good job of revamping the vehicle. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've got an opportunity to look at them more recently. They look uh, like larger cruises a little bit. Uh, yeah. Larger like the, cruises. The new, the new cruise. Yeah. I, I think a, a few things that I have an issue with, I think that, Interior, believe it or not, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. I think the interior has improved vastly. I think the exterior is still a little bland. Um, but overall, it's come a long way from its faux GTR look that it used to have with the, the circle lights in the in the rear. Oh, Lord. That was a really bad. That was the ugliest one they ever made. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie to you. I think there's a little bit of me that's a little disappointed. I, I like Heritage and to see what the Impala used to be. Way back in the in the fifties and sixties, obviously, um, and then to see what they've become, to see what Chevy has done to that brand, and that's just not just the Impala; it's the Impala, it's the um, the Malibu to a certain extent. Malibu's gotten better, but when you say better, it I mean it's it's still boring. It's still driven by consumerism. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the the age of uh, eccentric design and expression is gone and instead it's r&d and mm-hmm. what is practical and what can i mean the charger has four doors now yeah you know what i mean but it it's, still goes like hell it's but, still a fun car but yeah i was gonna say that that's an example of a vehicle where the aesthetic has changed entirely mm-hmm. but they figured okay well challenger and charger have technically been you know essentially brother muscle cars under the under the dodge uh moniker for some time why not just keep one of them 
you know make one of them more practical than the other essentially yeah. they sh- everything down to the down the motor everything else all the components other than obviously the sheet metal for the chassis construction and stuff like that are different but essentially you will pick one of those cars based off of how many doors you want or aesthetics Absolutely. you know what Absolutely. i mean uh the malibu you know even the ss <laughs> when the ss came out with the stupid gtr taillights and stuff it was extremely underwhelming it was oh, probably only sure. like 280 horsepower v8 or something yeah. like that. it just wasn't it just wasn't good so what do you think they need to do i mean we've talked about it last week we have hyundai kia we have all these car brands that are taking themselves from complete obscurity uh from brands that have been hated and they're turning heads, and, and I will even dare say they're breaking necks for in, in a few of their segments as well. Uh, we certainly broke our neck when we saw the Stinger GT outside from inside the auto show right. in DC. Yeah. Um, what I do you think that. Chevy needs to do to revamp that brand? Well, I'm not too sure what they can do as far as the. I think they're doing, to be honest with you, I think that they're doing the right thing in killing off some of these nameplates, though. Because if you, for example, if you have a model that's evolved over time, it's seen uh, relatively high success. But over time, because your process of reinvention has not, you know, gotten to the point that it's like it's grown out of what it used to be and more into what society would like for it to represent. Right. Um, like I said, the, the charger has done that gracefully. Oh, for sure. And, you know, in addition to that, cause you can get any, you, I feel like most people buy that car for the body and then the enthusiast will go and they'll get the, you know, the, the, the Hemi or mm-hmm. they'll get the, you know, the scats or what have you. Um, but as far as Chevrolet is concerned, I think that they need to, I think they need to divide their lineup in half. They either need to do strict performance or they need to do strict consumerism. Anything that was kind of related to performance in the past that they're sticking on to as far as the nameplate is concerned, I think that they just need to kill it off. Right. Because as soon as you try to kind of reach a middle lukewarm ground, that's exactly the result that you're going to get. And it's underwhelming in a sense. You know what I mean? I I, I totally understand where you're coming from. But I mean, I mean, then why has why has Dodge been able to find the right balance between here are our sedans with a really iconic nameplate that can you can have fun and be comfortable in all the way down the spectrum to here are the sedans or two-door variants that you can have um that go like hell how how come they found that balance because they got rid of the viper and mm. that must have knocked some sense into them no i'm just that's, well, that's, I, I, I mean you're, I you're joking to, but that's not it, I, mean, I mean it's the truth I, I think because as we both i guess have talked about before i think that's a big reason why it's gone right also you know what i mean sales aside it's just a vehicle that might have been it what it represented didn't seem to fit into their current brand direction as mm. well as the offerings that have already been established right because we have hellcats that sell extremely well so yeah, you can, I saw one the other day. Right. They're actually quite not common, obviously, but you've seen more than you might think. You, I, I'd, I'll say this. I'm surprised. And I'm not I'm not dogging the Hellcats. I, I love the Hellcats. But I'm surprised at the amount that I'm seeing on a regular basis, because personally, if I had 62 grand, I mean, and this is just my preference. I'm not buying a Hellcat. Yeah. Um, they're even more money now, too. They're like between the, 60 and 70. The ones that I've seen in dealerships, because obviously, if you order one, 
if you order it, then it'll right. be cheaper. But right. the ones in dealership lots are usually fully loaded with everything on it. So they're like 77, yeah. 78 Ooh. and stuff like that. They're very expensive. Damn. <laughs> so basically when the Dodge Viper does eventually make its iconic return, right. you can imagine that Hell thing yeah, it'll goes. be 100000 Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> As we're on the conversation of Chevy, before we even get to the next piece of Chevy news, I was on their website today because I did want to look at their, their lineup and I wanted to see what their offerings were. I got to I, I be honest with you. They had some decent offerings uh, in terms of what segments they kind of are in. Um, but one thing, you know, with the, the mid-engine Corvette that's eventually coming out, and I think we talked about this episode zero, you can go back and listen to that on the, on SoundCloud, uh, Apple podcasts and so on. Mm-hmm. But one thing that we talked about was I would like them for, I would like for them to kill off the two to three base models of the Corvette uh, that started like, what is it? 50 K whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way thus bring the prestige up for the, the, uh, the higher end well, ZR ones. They're and like stuff. one LZ or I forgot. Well, uh, it's, um, it's Stingray. Grand Sport, and oh, then yeah, then yeah, we get yeah, to the yeah. Z06, and then we get right, to the, then the uh, ZR1. Then the ZR1. Yes. Yeah, okay. So the the Grand Sport's good, though, man. It is good. It yeah. is good. But uh, I just think when you're trying to get into that same conversation of uh, Porsche and Ferrari and so on, and certainly the ZR1 goes like hell, mm-hmm. and comp- I don't know I don't know the specs offhand, but I know they're quick enough to, to at least throw a couple punches with uh with the likes of those guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would like to see that. And then like, if you want to release a lesser, if you want to release a car in between the Camaro and Chevy that has that Stingray or Camaro feel, maybe you do that. And I think this might be interesting because at this point we have a Corvette that's coming out. That's going to be a mid engine. Mm-hmm. So why don't you, why don't you keep a front end version of another two door sports car that's in between Camaro and your mid engine ZR1 type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, keep your Z06, ZR1, and then maybe maybe you just release a car just called the Stingray or something. I don't know. Right. Uh, keep that name played alive somehow because that is iconic as well. Right. I, the other thing that I was going to bring up, and this can segue into our next point, but with regard to the Camaro, the the game was changed completely with the ZL1. Yes. And then it was changed again with the ZL1 1LE. Yes. I think... I know Chevrolet knew what they were doing when they put it together, but the fact that you can drop the supercharged 6.2 liter V8 from the Z06 into a Camaro that'll outperform mm-hmm. the car that the engine was originally intended for, for about, I guess, full stop, specced out, I mean, a fully built Z06 with the Z07 package and carbon ceramics and all that yeah. easily hits about 110 grand. Um, for the for the vet, yes, yeah. for the for the vet. Camaro hitting one ten. Oh right. god! I was gonna say full the one LE. It's just one package that you add to it, and mm-hmm. I believe navigation, which is four hundred ninety five dollars, is the only thing that. Well, I was gonna say it's the only other thing you can add. It's the only thing I added to my build. Right. I went on there and I was dreaming about it. But you'd have one, huh? I'd have one uh, over the one the the ZL one one LE Camaro. I'd have one over a ZL six. I'd have one over a Z06. I was going to be like, I'd have one over a Camaro because <laughs> <laughs> they both use the Z uh, designation. But I'd have one over a Corvette Z06 yeah. just because I really like what they've done. And I like that the package is less flashy and it's more compact. Mm-hmm. It might be kind of heavy for its size, but the aerodynamics that they've been able to pull off with that vehicle and the lap at the Nürburgring. Like I watched that 
without breathing for like seven minutes just because they put a stick you're on actually that. dead right now you're not even really here i'm not yeah this is <laughs> the ghost this, speaking this to. is the uh the reincarnation of the <laughs> the youtube ghost <laughs> but just watching it and the fact that as much as chevrolet has you know uh prided themselves in the development of the new 10-speed automatic transmission uh the one le trim cannot be had with that you mm-hmm. have to get it in the manual and that's what they sent to the ring to the nurburgring so the lap time that they pulled off i believe it beat a 488 gtb wow. ferrari um but all of that just comes down to the way Probably because the ferrari couldn't it. stop with no brakes <laughs> oh that's excellent it's the same model <laughs> it is you know what i mean <laughs> hopefully the uh the piece that will the remedy pista, that right? uh, yeah it won't be a won't be a screw up, but, um, but yeah, I guess that hopefully the looks of that yeah don't change. I, I'm really interested. I'm really into the Chevy talk, which is unlike me, I, I believe. But um, <laughs> no, you may, you raised some great points, and um, but I think every time Chevy takes a step forward, they take two steps back. <laughs> now I don't know if you've got an opportunity to see the new Chevy Camaro redesign 2019. Yes, what are your thoughts? I, I like the front. I will say I like the front. Really, I. Because it looks similar to the existing one. It looks similar enough to not be terrible. Right. You know what I mean? They have, I guess, the little, the slight changes in the front bumper. I think the renderings we saw, Car and Driver posted one of the, mm-hmm. was it an SS? Uh, it was the, a, the blue one? RS, or I think it was, RS, it was RS, possibly. The RS. Yeah. So that's the other thing, too, that I guess we have to remember. Uh, remember, uh, I guess, especially with the RSs and the SSs, they always have the uh, front splitter and the uh, bumper cutouts different for both models. Yes, yes. So the uh, RS always has less. And, of course, the SS has a bit lower cut bumper with wider openings. And then, of course, the ZL1 just looks Goes like mad. a banshee yeah, you know, with its mouth open. Um, but yeah. the rear is bad. Um, the rear is bad. The rear looks as if it came after the original reintroduction of the Camaro back <laughs> right. when Transformers yeah. 1 came out, right? They're not rectangular anymore. You know what it looks like? It looks like the back of the Malibu now. Yes. you right? That's what it is. With the, square, right. with the square lights. Like, it looks like it's been asleep for, it's been awake <laughs> for 72 hours and it woke up with bags over its yes. eyes and now it's just surprised <laughs> at everyone approaching it from behind. <laughs> just, my, my biggest issue with the Camaro, though, every design is just, I think the front grille, while I agree with you, it hasn't made a complete departure from its predecessor. Um, after all, it's just a facelift. But mm. my biggest issue is that the front of the vehicle, it seems like there's just a lot of grill. Like it has a lot of braces. There is a lot. It's of very, it's very uh, mouthy. That is what I noticed. I think I noticed that more than because I'm. I'll I'll pull the photo up again. But I actually noticed that. Because the lights weren't too different, I guess because they were just more really tucked changed. into the actual um, grill as well. There was like right. an integration between that. Right. And you know what? I guess looking at it now, the headlights and a lot of manufacturers are doing this, even BMW with the uh, three series LCIs. You see like the the Corona rings, the halos mm-hmm. on my car, they're just square. But now they kind of leave them halfway open and then they jut the LED into the center portion mm-hmm. of the grill. So it's like you have kind of like all the cars have eyeliner. Yeah. You know what <laughs> That's I mean? A good way of putting like it. they they don't have even the Camaro, like even uh, the previous gen with that slight portion there. It yeah. just kind of only covers the portion of the headlight. But See, now, what you're seeing my issue with it, if you look at both of them, is that the. Uh, the new 2019 model, like that middle bar with the Chevy yeah, bow tie is. That's not necessary. Like, it, just leave it blue. Right. Like, 
Because it's uh, like now you have half of a you have a quarter of a bumper on each side of right. your grill. So hopefully, if you rear end somebody, you just hit the grill and not the bumper, <laughs> so you don't have to paint it. <laughs> you just swap the grill out. There you go. There you go. It's just a lot of grill for me. But I mean, I, I think if oh, I think, wow, baby, <laughs> that Renault Bull man, I think we can agree that uh, in that regard, Chevy is in is doing something right with the with the Camaros. I think they do get prettier the more you go up and trim. Oh yeah, um, for so sure. I, I love that. I, again, I love what they're doing with the um, the Corvette, and I think I can't wait for the mid engine to come out. Um, nothing else to say about that, except for they have mentioned that the RS model of the Camaro will actually have active aero, which oh. is pretty cool. So it'll actually do something. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> which, again, I think is a huge step in the right direction oh, for Chevy. Now, if we can just get the same treatment and care for the, the Impala and Malibu and going to just sh- save this heritage uh, just a little bit. Um, uh, I, I know I'm asking for a lot you know, uh, with GM, but, man, I just, that's all I asked for. But, you know, they have their, like, they have their performance line now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're not going to invest more into creating sportier versions of cars that have had the sporty. Well, I'm not even asking for sportier versions. I really want them to go mad with luxury. And oh, wait, wait, I, I don't need a sporty okay. Impala at not all. Like no more nostalgia. No, I you mean, want I, it to I be. wouldn't mind an SS. Oh, you know, every once in a while, mm-hmm. you know, and make very small quantities of the SS. But I really just want the Impala to go back to the days of I mean, we said it with Cadillac and I will move on because we spent like almost 20 <laughs> minutes on Chevy. Um, <laughs> but this is some in-depth analysis here, man. Right, right. Exactly. Um, I, I said it with Cadillac. I, I like I want Cadillac to go back to what we knew was great about it. And I know we're not going to get those Impalas of the sixties mm-hmm. with the fins and all that stuff. I understand that, mm-hmm. but you need to at least be able to go toe to toe with your Camrys of the world, your Altimas and Hondas. And if you can't do that, then you have an issue because already Camry is leading the segment in a declining segment Mm -hmm. so if you're not even if you're not in the mix or you're not trying to be in the mix especially if you're going to be america's brand or one of america's brands then that that's not good Mm -hmm. oh uh let's see because the next point is okay that's that's italian yeah so (laughs) the last thing i'll say about this and to play off of everything that you just said is that when i say our I just refer to how we've been generalized as a country and as a society. Yeah. Our standards are just lower. That's a great point. They're lower in every aspect. I mean, if they weren't, then this wouldn't be what we'd come to expect from a North American manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, because, for example, despite the fact that the interior quality is abysmal in most of these cars made in america that doesn't stop the number of them that you see on the road Mm -hmm. despite the fact that much of what's paid for um for example a fully loaded cts you could get you a nice five series with that you know what i mean like these cars are very expensive exactly you know what i mean and i'm pretty sure if you take anybody out of their american vehicle and place them in even anything made in japan like like the new mazda cx you know what i mean like one of these vehicles they'll probably be able to tell the difference but i don't think it matters to them that much i think they prefer ergonomics and they prefer the accessibility and usability to the flash you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and a lot of people they don't feel like expressing themselves through their vehicles like you and i people like us it's kind of like okay 
if there's anything about this car that I don't like, I'm either going to have to learn to live with it or I'm going to have to change it or I'm going to have to Get find the car. Else. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and most people, they just don't. Yeah. They're just not like that. Well you know? said. I'm going to let you end on that because that was really beautifully said. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is just the truth. Um, I, maybe maybe I just have a really big heart for wanting – uh, you know, I expect it. You want more. I, I want mean, more. And it's, it's also country pride too, right? Because we're American. Yeah, why not? Want, yeah, you know. You know. We I, don't I, own American cars. We don't. Know. But I think at some point I'd like to say. <laughs> Opinion invalid. <laughs> right. Shut up, Sean and Mark <laughs> You drive a German car. Um, <laughs> made in Mexico. Um, I, I think at some point in my lifetime I would like to be able to go to a Chevy Ford. More, so, I probably will end up at a Ford or Dodge lot before a Chevy. Mm. And say... <laughs> That's the one. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Like I like that because it's killing it right now, mm-hmm. and I I don't think we'll ever see that. I know. Um, and, maybe, and maybe, maybe, but even and I'll say this is the last thing I'll say because again, you wrapped it up perfectly. But <laughs> even in their SUV and crossover market, doesn't do it for me. It's the same issue all That's across the, um, the board. And I'll say this last thing: maybe GM saved the wrong brands. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'll say. Maybe they saved the wrong brands. Dot 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 dot. So. I'll leave it there. <laughs> um, we will go from America and catch a flight to good old Italy uh, because Alfa Romeo is releasing a Julia Coupe. Bonjour. No, no I think that's French, bro. That's French, right? Yeah, that is French. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I said it anyway. He, he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's something Lewis Hamilton can do in Italy and still get away with. It. Right, yeah. exactly. Actually, that'll probably throw tomatoes at him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's that's kind of interesting, right? Well, I'll say this. I think it's uh I think it's a cool move for a brand that has uh three vehicles in their lineup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Four, and I say four that now, right? four no, now. technically three. Technically three because it's just a variant, right? Yeah. Um. So it's like one and then one A. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. But I'm not mad at it. Uh. I think it'd be cool to see how they, I guess, uh, position it against the M4 and so on. Mm-hmm. Um. Definitely got more power than that. Yeah. What did it? What did that say there? Does it say six forty one? Six hundred forty one horsepower. Like, what rumored. are they doing? That's a lot. Like, why are you guys doing this, bro? That puts it in supercar <laughs> status. That's crazy. We're going to take a small uh, coupe and put 641 horsepower in it. Like, hopefully it gets to redline before you get blown to bits. Well, they did. There was a rumor a couple weeks ago that Alpha wanted to do something where they put basically F1 technology in a road car, which is mad. Um, right. And th- people were thinking that it's going to be a brand new vehicle, and it looks like it's just going to be this this coupe version of the the Julia. Have they talked about the styling at all? Because if it's a two-door version of what it is now, it'll look kind of funny. Uh, I saw a render and they made it work, but they have not talked about styling. But I can I can assure you, I think it's probably going to be a cut in half version of what we have now. They should make it kind of look like the 4C, but a little bit bigger, kind of like a combination between the 4C and maybe a Lotus Evora. But mm. don't make it mid-engine. Just kind of keep that contour. Because if they make it mid-engine, then it's going to be $500,000. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Keep Although it- the 4C is quite affordable. It is it was like fifty five, yeah. Because I made a bit one of those, two. yeah. That's still, <laughs> that's still like on my on my short list of cars that I really really enjoy. But oh, for sure, I think that uh, I'm I'm interested to see what it is they decide to do with that. If if they go the route of actually producing it, because that's a tall order. I mean, I'm, I know that they're selling relatively well Alfa Romeo vehicles. Yeah, but they're doing well. I mean, 
they already have a performance variant for every car in their offer in their lineup. Like they have the Quadrifoglio Stelvio, and then mm-hmm. they have the Quadrifoglio Julia, and then of course the four C. And they have a Nurburgring edition for I believe both the. I know they have it for the Stelvio. I don't know if they have one for the Julia. Oh yeah. Oh, um, you did talk about the the Stelvio one before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I mean they're not cheap. You know what I mean? No, so no, no. I I wouldn't want them to do something like this soon. This, I don't know how soon they're planning on doing it, but, you know, just have it fall on its face and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because I really love the company. Yeah. I, I'd like to see them survive in America because obviously they're doing they're still making they've always made vehicles elsewhere. Um, but I would like for them to stay here. And I kind of just want them to w- with the pace and the accolades that they've gotten, just kind of take it slow. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. work out the bugs. You know, don't do anything too crazy right now. You know, you're on everybody's good side. Just ride the wave yeah you know what i mean at least for a little while and then you know later on you can mess with other stuff absolutely i I agree with you i mean again i don't think you could any i could have said it any better um the more the merrier man oh yeah you know um, because i know you really like that brand too you know what i mean i do i i think what i like about it is um i i just like anything that's a little bit different from what we have now you Mm -hmm. know when audi started to kind of kick ass again Mm -hmm. um Especially with the, like the new stylings and stuff, like I fell in love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 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 I'll say this: I think what it is is it's not that I like things that are different. I like when things happen like that because what ends up happening is uh, you, your competitors start to they're like, yo, we got to yeah, everybody. Every up. everyone wins. Mm-hmm. Fans mm-hmm. win. Uh, eat, all the manufacturers win. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, mm-hmm. it's a good thing for sure. Um, and that will conclude the news. Uh, we have a few things that we want to discuss about, uh, New York International Auto Show 2018. Of course, it just wrapped, uh, April 8th last week. Uh, by the time you hear this, it will, um, seem like it was a lot, uh, farther in the past, of course. For sure. About um, two weeks. <laughs> almost two weeks, right. Did you see anything before we get to our list that you personally liked that we didn't get to talk to, talk about last week, uh, on the show? Um, I mean, it was just a, it was just another hypercar. <laughs> Which was? It was just the Koenigsegg. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just because I, I love that they always have a presence no matter what, and that they're so diligent with what it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Christian von Koenigsegg is an extremely humble gentleman and and very knowledgeable and very, you know, he's very apt as far as what it is that he wants in a vehicle and what it is that his customers are looking for. Right. Um. And just seeing the, uh, I think it was the Agera RS mm-hmm. uh, that was there. And the other car, it looked like the Regera. I mean, the other one that was there. Yeah. But uh, they did have a couple of vehicles on display. And just, it was just two of them. Looked like a real small area that they were in. And people <laughs> just walking around them, you know, looking at the, they were right next to the uh, Centenario. You know what I mean? So, of course, that got a bunch of attention. Oh, yeah. But just, I like stuff like that. You know what I mean? But. Other than that, uh, uh, everything that I really liked was what George had mentioned, which is why I was interested to see what was on the script. You yeah, know I mean? absolutely. As far as was here. I did just look up the A-Spec uh, MDX yeah. um, that was listed. The uh, Acura dropping an A-Spec trim for the MDX, which I have to say, uh, well, I don't really care too much about the SUVs or Acuras for that matter. The A-Spec uh, trim looks really good. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a larger version of, it looks like a blown up version of the car version yeah. of the A-Spec. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you look at the front of it and you kind of cock your head to the side and you're like, oh, this is an SUV. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because the Maserati Levante Trofeo is exactly a Ghibli right. swollen um, to a pulp. And I love it though. <laughs> I, I saw one the other day and I, I broke my neck for it. I'm like, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I really like the way that that looks. I 
I was surprised when I first saw it because I wasn't too because they have the standard Levante that's on the road yeah. now, right? Yeah. And, that's the one I saw. Yeah, yeah. So the one that when I'd first seen it, I didn't know Maserati came out with SUV. <laughs> <laughs> so it was at like LA Fitness and Laurel and I saw it in the parking lot. I said, Why is it so high off the ground? Yeah. Because <laughs> in front of them they still look the same. Yeah, they, they I mean? it's off road. Like a Ghibli. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then I looked at the back, I was like, this is a, I didn't like look at it too hard because the person in the gym might be on the treadmill looking at me like, oh, what are you doing? You know, right. Bro, calm down. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I really like that a lot. That's it's funny because I've, I've seen so many, I've seen a lot more Stovios, F-Paces, mm-hmm. Maserati now. I mean, Wow. I'm really seeing a lot of really. It's like they're making them for us. Yeah, yeah you know, I gotta say you're right. You know what I yeah. mean? Because this is where they're gonna sell. Yeah, you're not lying. <laughs> you know, people with money in America that don't want a sports car, but they want the badge and they need the utility. Right. And they're still great cars. Yeah. People love the, those vehicles. I, I'd have one and I'd slam the crap out of it. That'd look really nice. And I'd just make it look like a freaking. Like a big hatch. wagon. Yeah, dude. Yeah, That's yeah, do, yeah. Because you know? it's got a real, yeah. Um, <laughs> some specs on the Trofeo. 590 horsepower, 538 pound-feet of torque, 187 miles per hour top speed, 0 to 60 in 3.5 seconds. Impressive. Crazy. These SUVs, they're just, they're getting to a ridiculous point now. Yeah, you know? like, super yeah, SUVs, like bro. The, like the X5M, the, the Cayenne Turbo S. Like yeah. these are 3.7, 3.6 second to 60 vehicles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like Type R's, Golf R's, like hot hatchbacks that are very, RS's that are very quick in themselves You when you take power to rate ratio into oh, yeah. consideration. I mean, those two of those hatchbacks are even four-wheel drive. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. But still, like you can't keep up with a with a two and a half ton family mover anymore. No, you can't. <laughs> and it's um what I found interesting about the specs and just this vehicle altogether, it's if you actually really look at it, you can almost see that this is what's to come from Ferrari. You know what I mean? Uh so if you've been wanting to know what the Ferrari SUV will look like or feel like, probably taste and smell like, just look at the Maserati, Levante. And, it'll be the platform. And yeah, it'll be the exact uh same platform. Absolutely. Um Dude, that I'm I Googled it, but that Lincoln Aviator looks really good, uh, man. It's beautiful, bro. I was kind of thrown off when I when the search engine loaded up because Wow. It's stunning. It's stunning. The, the Lincolns though, man. Like they're, they're coming back. They're they're taking the spotlight away. So, with that said, that statement you just said, why can't Cadillac do the same thing? I think I think that they're trying, but they haven't changed as much. No. Lincoln Lincoln's change has been dramatic. Oh yeah. So, with that said, when we see something from Lincoln like this or like the new Navigator, which I also love, Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's like the representation of tomorrow today as far as, uh, 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 you know, North American manufacturers can can manifest their vision. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have the technology and we have the ability to make something that doesn't look like it belongs here. Yeah. And then Cadillac is like, well, we've been doing that forever. So I think that they just maybe the marketing department just needs a bit of a shakeup. As far as put me, in, put me in there, bro. But but think <laughs> but think about it though, because those that brand historically they've always looked toward the future for designs. They've always looked like geometrical pieces and origami and stuff like that. And now, because nobody else is really taking the stance that Cadillac has taken, 
they're coming out on top mm-hmm. because Cadillac hasn't changed the formula as much. Not at all. Um, because this Aviator, it's round in the right places. It's got the nice, it's got the uh, proportionate sized headlights. It yep. looks so much better than what the hell it, you know, precedes it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Obviously because it's a newer car, but. Well, they, they uh, Lincoln had an interesting fall off. Uh, there was obviously a big fall off from just like the SUV platform, uh, the the big SUV platform, right. the Escalades, Navigators, and so on. Um, but they've come back full force. Aviator, Navigator, and the new Continental mm-hmm. are all three gorgeous vehicles um, that I'd absolutely have any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, another car that's really surprising, the new Hyundai Genesis G70. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got an opportunity to look at this thing. It looks good, and I think it's going to be a fun competitor for the Kia Stinger. Um, but even more interesting, it's going to have rear wheel drive, a turbo four cylinder or a turbo V six and six speed manual. And it's a big car. It's it? a big car. A big, usually they don't put manuals in cars this big right. anymore. Anyway. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, I really like the way that it looks. The rear of it reminds me of the Acura RL from years ago. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, Very good a car. better version of it because I didn't really like the kind of pushed in stubby look i, I think it might have been 2007 or something no, like that. no one liked the rl from that from well, yeah you know what i mean like, <laughs> no one liked the rl since it was a legend you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly exactly but i think this is gonna be a great car and it's again proof of you know a manufacturer an unconventional manufacturer catering toward the enthusiasts yeah because at the end of the day if you don't want to you know give up your kidneys for something nice with a stick shift and good power why not go to a company that's starting to emerge and prove itself? I yeah. mean, it, it has proven itself. It certainly I feel has. like the only reason why you turn something like that down is because of the stigma of ownership or just your preconceived notions of the brand itself. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you're just being an immature little boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, well said, Like, man. come on, man. Well it's a great car. Um, that's, that's some schoolyard stuff, you know? Right. <laughs> um, if, it's a, it's a, if it's a strong machine and it does what it's supposed to do, and hell, I get a great... Uh, warranty package with it. Yeah, like you're stupid to turn that down. You're not <laughs> old enough to like it. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and the last car on my list that I kind of wanted to talk about, um, the 2019 Honda Insight. This is Honda's third attempt at the Insight nameplate <laughs> where they're bringing back another hybrid vehicle. Here's the thing about it, though. Um, it really, truly looks like what the current Accord should have looked like. Yeah, I was going to say real quick, guys, if you don't know what the old Insight oh boy. looked like, go Google that and, <laughs> and uh, tune back into us after you've thrown up your lunch or dinner or whatever it is you've eaten. <laughs> Truly awful. Um, what a nice looking car. It's man. beautiful. It's beautiful. It really is. Yeah, this and that that uh, fastback uh, design, of course, it's still had by the Accord now, but you're right about the rear. Like that rear is what I would have expected more so to see on our current generation Accord. Right. You know what I mean? It's less busy. It's more clean and it's better integrated into the rear than it actually looks like the three or five series Gran Turismo a little bit. Not too cool, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But this is going to be good. And it's a hybrid. People love themselves a good big hybrid. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Gone are the days of buying a small little, you know, (laughs) <laughs> throw away something that looks not great something that you can just you don't have to worry about them stealing it because you just put it in your backpack and carry it in the house <laughs> right <laughs> all right we're home now Talk i'd love something. to go on a, a hybrid stealing spree just because you can like break it and like get away very quietly right you know the most noise you'll have to worry about is actually breaking the glass or whatever your method is to get inside the car 
get opening up your laptop and <laughs> typing in the hacking to unlock just it hack. Or like that. I'm legitimately afraid of the autonomous stuff because I feel like that's what's going to happen. People are going <laughs> to hack like droves of cars and like like mass murder right? everybody. I'm like, sorry, it sounds dark, but like <laughs> like if they can hack places like the Social Security Administration or something, right. like It's like a Tesla firewall. Are you what? kidding me? I can probably do. Probably somebody's probably doing that from like a Greyhound bus. <laughs> like, oh, there's two EVs right there. Let's make them crash Wham. into each other. Good lord. Yeah, man. Anything else you want to cover today? Uh, that be it. That was actually really concise. It's more uh, practicality than I was expecting. Yeah, know? from it's like such a change from last week. It's like, oh, we're in cloud <laughs> nine. And it's like now we're adults again, right. guys. We're here. We're here for you and you know your middle class selves. <laughs> well, that's that's what I do. I like I like to bring things down to the domestic folks, right? Uh, as I like to say. But you know, I think it was a good conversation today. Just being able to break some things down and just have some straight car talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really cool. So For sure. Really For sure. excited about this. Awesome. One. Awesome show. So of course, leave your feedback with us at through the underscore apex on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You could reach us at, uh, through the apex pod. Nope. That's the wrong email. <laughs> Hit him with ours. the right one, please. <laughs> uh, ask apex pod <laughs> at, g- at gmail.com. We, uh, are on it all the time we've historically gotten you know some really good stuff from yeah, you guys absolutely um peter where are you we haven't yeah, heard, heard from, from you in a while bro. you know he's he probably <laughs> stopped he stopped listening to us he's he's like you know what that was one too many honda bashings for me bro <laughs> i'm dragging you guys name through the mud in detroit for real oh, no. um, but yeah shoot us anything that you like um we are gonna be Definitely have some topics. Weather's getting warm. Want to hear from you guys concerning a lot of uh, other tendencies with regard to seasonal things and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely. You know, if you have anything, just let us know. Absolutely. Uh, You can find me at makeshiftfilms.net. The new interview with Susan Perkheiser is up. You can watch that video uh, on the website as well. Sean Sean conducted it. And I actually conducted the interview. You can tell because I'm just gleefully stupid throughout the whole thing. Um (laughs) And uh, yeah, at uh, the Sean Rosa Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. Yeah, uh, I'm machine gain dash labs dot com. Um, all the content is up there. Our podcast, actually, Sean's Sean's website as well as a section for podcast listening. So you can uh, listen to us and learn about us and see what else it is that we do. Our Absolutely. Personal IG uh, <laughs> is Mark Anthony underscore Murray. Um, and that's really the only social media. You don't use, use Twitter, so I was gonna say, don't even plug your Twitter. I know. You're, okay, if you go to his Twitter right now, his Twitter is just a text version of what his Instagram is, because it's just Instagram links. That's all it is. I'm sorry, guys. I will tag him and stuff, and like, like no love whatsoever. So don't even bother, guys. Don't I'm gonna log bother. on and get caught up tonight. <laughs> all the retweets are bad. There you go. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode of Through the Apex. We will catch you next week. Have a great rest of the week, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Through the Apex. New episodes available every Tuesday. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Through the underscore Apex.